Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Well, hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan and with me... As always, is the inimitable Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Enjoyed a nice Friday. Did some chores around the house. Replaced a couple outlets. It was a good Friday then? I would say it was a good Friday. Not, not a great one? Not a great one. Just good. Market was closed, so how good could it be? Oh, ha, okay. Yeah, good Friday. I get you now. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's a good Friday, I'd say. Well, I'm not uh, yeah, it's good enough, <laughs> You can tell I'm not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> How's your weekend going? Oh, so far so good. So far so good. I I spoke to Sue Pullen, now Sue Mackey, and uh, got pre-approved for a mortgage loan here in Vegas. Oh, so, exciting! Might uh, might end up in a house, a home. Nothing like a 30-year commitment to debt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Make you feel like a grown-up. <laughs> I'm I'm just glad that uh, she still had enough pull in the mortgage scene. To approve you? Yeah. <laughs> I got to get in there. <laughs> well, well Sue's still kicking. Right, right. You know, you know. Oh, yeah. So it's it's been it's been a fun weekend so far. Yeah, yeah. I bet. And other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So come on to the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses. And if you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com. Or you can give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be is our Discord server. We get on there just about every day. It's full of really awesome, amazing people. It's just a great place to be. And when you do join that free Discord server without any paid tiers or special access areas, make sure you send Kyle a DM with your mailing address so we can mail to you some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop it is by far the highest business expenditure on the books 
<laughs> yes, yes, it is. Giving you wonderful people free things. Actually, taxes might be uh, up there too. The tax prep for the company is kind of painful. <laughs> Damn you. We're not right? making enough money to pay taxes. I know. <laughs> Fuckers. That's how they get you. I know. I know. <laughs> you still have to. Yeah. Yeah. I made no, I made no money, no income last year. And, and so I was doing my taxes. And when it got to that point where I was like, wait a minute, I don't even have to file. TurboTax was like, hey, no, 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 no. You still, you should still pay us and file. I'm like, but I'm not getting anything back. They're still sending me emails. It's not too late to file for an extension. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to, no, I didn't make enough money to have to file. I'm not going to file. Fuck you. I'm not getting yeah, anything. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but oh, you can still pay us. Still pay I know, right, right. The IRS still recommends you file. <laughs> uh, don't you get some like gimmies or uh, some like deductions, standard I, deductions? Like, I would have. Back? I would have literally had to earn some money. Ah, I but see. because I earned no money, officially, officially, <laughs> no, no money. Okay, no money. I mean, no money. you know. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't All right, think we, I, should we, we should move on before you get yourself in trouble. Kyle, I, I wouldn't say I earned anything last year. That's fair. All right. Show news. Do we got any show news? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you mentioned the Discord. I'd like to just uh, throw out a PSA for everybody out there. If you're getting DMs from me, we got our first imposter. It was probably Ooh. not for me. Uh, you can check and see how long he's been on. Uh, if it's somebody who joined uh, a month ago, definitely not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still pretty exciting. Uh, I was feeling a little left out after seeing how many Vico gets over in Trade Pro Academy and uh, uh, Eric over at ES Invest in his Discord. <laughs> like, what about us? So, yeah, we made the big time, Dan. We got our we got imposters. We did it. And also know that if you ever get a DM from me, it's not me unless it's a joke or sexual in some nature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't harass the members, Dan. <laughs> uh, let's see. Other show news. Uh, the interview with Baba Yaga from our latest affiliate, Vanta Trading, will be coming out on Monday. The right. week after that, I uh, talked to world champion futures trader Kevin Davey. That episode will be dropping. Kevin. Kevin, yes, Kevin Davey. Uh, then after that, we will have the final episode of Trade Runners. Uh, that episode is scheduled to record on the 14th at 2 p.m. Central. Uh, there's a couple of us from the Discord who are going to be joining in on that. We'll be taking Rich's trading assessment and discussing the results together. So if you want to try to, to get in on that, shoot me a DM. If we've got enough space, uh, I'll get you added to that list. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, right. yeah. Everybody should get on that list. Right. It's a good list. It's a great list. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. You know what, Kyle? Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, can I tell you? Can I just tell you? Today, we have an opinionated, opposable, oppressive show for you today. Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than books kicked out of a Florida school library. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we love your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, on our Discord. 
got that link for you in the episode description. If you're old school, maybe you could just send us an email to the number two bulls at financialnetitude.com. That's two bulls at financialnetitude.com, but with using the number two uh, instead of the word two. All the rest are letters. If that's not explicitly clear, uh, log on to our Discord, ask us some questions. We'll try to clarify it even more. <laughs> Reach out to us, though. Uh, it doesn't matter why. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe the dog you loved for years has turned violent and aggressive against the family. And it's up to you to take that old single-shot rifle and hunt him down, kill him, save the farm. Mm, sounds like Cujo. Mm, no. 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 Uh, mm, let's see. Think, Old Yeller? Old Yeller. <laughs> yeah, ding, 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 ding. I knew off the bat. I, was, I, just, yeah. I thought you might be trying to trick me. Ah, uh, I was <laughs> trying to trick you by not trying to trick you hard enough. I know, right? Aha, like, mm, but I was too me. lazy to do a good job. It's the old double bluff. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> the old double All right. Have we delayed oh, enough? Oh. Uh, yeah. We have to do the most painful part here. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? The bet results. What what bet? Yeah, uh, yeah, we did make one. I don't I don't recall. This is the first I've heard of it. Yeah. Well, at least we get to blame White Boy Rick. But he also was smart and didn't give us a direction, so we can't really blame him either. <laughs> Damn it. Uh we wanted to go long AI. Uh we had two entry points that we wanted to get into. It opened above both of those at thirty three eighty two and then printed the most beautiful morning star I've ever seen <laughs> before. Uh, completely deflating, blowing through our entries uh, all the way down to like into the 20s. Um, oh. Yeah, and uh, I went back and listened to the recording because I think we forgot to actually put a stop loss in place. What? Yeah. That doesn't sound like something. No. Yeah, no, we did. We did. <laughs> we got so excited about picking uh, hard to reach take profits that, uh, yeah, we completely forgot about the downside. Mm. So that mm. forces us to use the default 15%, which was also hit on Tuesday, taking our total down to $425 to start off the month. Uh, What bet? Uh, this is the first I've heard of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, yeah. is this our worst start of the month ever? No, no, no. We've done way worse. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, does does that make me feel better? Huh. I mean, I've done worse. <laughs> I think I st if you look on the Hall of Fame page of the bad bet picks, um, I, I think I have the one that like opened like uh, on the open it dropped and like wiped out fifteen percent like within seconds. Mm, mm. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so, all right. So we've done worse. <laughs> Random right. did not do worse. Uh, he went with R Y I. Opened the week at thirty six oh one on Monday. Closed at thirty four even. So random had a down a drawdown as well, but not nearly as bad. Random sitting at four seventy two oh nine. That's not low enough. No, it's not low enough. How do we get that lower? Yeah, yeah. So now that since we lost fifteen percent, we're gonna need a lot more than that to make up. So yeah, uh, we're gonna need thirty percent uh, at least, probably. We're, yeah, we're gonna need we're gonna need a good pick this week. Okay. All right. All right. I'm on it. All right. All right. With all that out of the way, is it time to, to talk about some news? All right. Let's move on and uh, talk about some news. Boom. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You got to recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just skipping to bulls trading information. 
Rioters raiding, oh. insider trading, taxes mm. are raising, bills mm -hmm. on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, Dan. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? Okay. Uh, Probably should start with some jobs shit, huh? Was there actually news this week? I didn't think there was any news this week. Oh, there was, there was some decent news. No. Okay. Jobs reports. What do we got? The economist that seems to show up in most headlines, Mohammed El Arian, I think is how you say that. <laughs> uh, he was talking about the March jobs report, calling it a win for stocks and that the Fed should keep a steady pace of rate hikes in May. So he is still predicting a 25 BIP. Uh, and he was thinking that the... He said that the, the jobs report showing a slowdown in hiring and a still robust economy should boost stocks and keep the Federal Reserve on course with raising interest rates to fight inflation. Okay. Uh, the world's largest economy added 236 non-farm payrolls last month, which was shy of the median forecast of 239. So the unemployment rate fell. Labor force participation rate also rose, which was indicating that people were looking for jobs going back to work at the highest pace since before COVID. Okay, so... We added less than expected jobs, but the rate of job adding is the highest it's been since before COVID? That's what it looks like. And I think that is why he's excited about this. Like, well, first of all, the Fed has been at war against jobs and uh, wage increases. Yes. And that's what this latest report, I think, uh, he's highlighting from it. As the, mm. the other thing that was noted in here was that the uh where is it the wage increases had been tapering off too uh, how the fuck is that why is it when you read a story once you remember the key points but then when you try to find those key points you can never find them again they're just gone they're just <laughs> totally gone right yeah. right no i've you know exactly what you're talking about like that one key point that stood out in my mind that was like dan you remember that that's important right <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, where the hell did this thing go? Uh, okay, well, the other thing he was saying, we'll just move on to that part. Uh, the other thing he was saying is that uh, they're making this transition to where the stock market was obsessed with interest rate risk to one that is concerned about credit risk, uh, referring to the banking industry turmoil. He said that the numbers are suggesting that it should be less concerned about credit risk for the moment. So that he's saying that the banking crisis seems to be uh, in the rearview mirror, according to his analysis. Oh, well, that would be good news, right? That would be good news, yeah. Uh, really especially news. if the Fed is still wanting to to bump up the rates at least another 25 BIP in May. Uh, to, oh, to, it, yeah. If they don't do 25, they're doing 50. There's no way they're doing zero. Uh, well, what is, let's take a look at the uh, the forecast. Uh, FedWatch tool. See what the markets are participate, are pricing in. Oh, I'll, I'll bet you money right now. I don't care what the market says. I'll bet you money right now. It's above zero. Oh, yeah, that's what it's looking like. Uh, 33% flat, 67% uh, chance of a quarter bip as of this moment. Oh, well, okay. So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty safe bet. Two, two out of three. Yeah, and it's actually, uh, that shift happened today. As of yesterday, it was 50-50, whether it was going to be flat or 25 bip. So, uh, yeah, the, the jobs report is definitely indicating that uh, another rate hike in May is looking likely. <laughs> 
Okay, first of all, before I forget, why is it? <laughs> why do farm payroll jobs not count? Are we putting that many people to work on a farm? Is it considered transient work? I think like, it's because of exactly that. It's uh, those are more seasonal, so they're looking at jobs that are more permanent when they're okay. Analyzing so if it's those, like yeah. right, if it's like harvest time, they're like, well, of course you added a bunch of jobs, right? Right, exactly. You're hiring laborers to harvest your crops. Okay. Okay. All right. Whether that takes into account like the seasonal hirings for like delivery drivers or things like that, I, I'm not sure. I couldn't answer that question. Yeah. Right. Like the Christmas season. Why? That is, wait. Hold on. That's that's weird. That's interesting. Why? How is it the harvest time got to line up with our build up into like spending holiday? Ooh. I mean, I guess because now more people have money. <laughs> Maybe right, because all the crops to have got the holidays sold. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting question. Hmm. I just, I just, I'm just thinking about all the times I've worked retail, and mm -hmm. they're like, "Well, we, it's, it's getting close to October. We better start staffing up for the holidays." Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if anybody knows that. We can probably look it up, but maybe that'd be something we can let someone message us for. Yeah. Well, it's been a while since Yellow Man did any research for us. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fun story to dig into. <laughs> we need to. Okay. He he okay. only works on scandals. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. What what are you looking at this week, Dan? What's catching your eye? Uh, what's the the J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon who get has been getting a ton of press this year. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. always gotten he's always gotten press, but I see his name on articles left and right now. Right. Uh, to the point where I almost don't read them because mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck that guy. Right? I'm like, I don't, don't want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> uh, but he came out and said that we might need to start invoking eminent debate and a new form of the Marshall Plan to get renewable energy on track. Okay. The Marshall Plan, wasn't that like how we were supposed to rebuild Japan? Uh, Post-war uh, Europe. Post-war Europe. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah. The Marshall Plan was for the U.S. to provide roughly 2% of its GDP directly to revive European manufacturing. Uh, and, and so and in about four years, uh, we managed to increase industrial production in Western Europe about 55%. Um, was the Ukraine war bigger than I thought? <laughs> he's, he's, not, <laughs> he's not saying we need to reinvest in... Put that money in european manufacturing he's saying we need to put it into renewable energy generation okay all right is that money that money's not still going to european manufacturing is it i i know kyle i do not believe we are still using the marshall plan i hope not but i wouldn't uh, be surprised if that I, was still something going on i i'm pretty sure there there are some like sugar taxes we're still paying from world war ii uh, <laughs> let's see what Google says. Know, Is the U.S. Right still on the Marshall Plan? Yeah, Economic Recovery Act of 1948. No, we've had a few economic acts since then. Yeah, uh, instead of the Marshall Plan, we now have a three-pronged program combining economic aid called Defense Support, administered since last January by the Mutual Security Agency as successor to the ECA. Military aid under the Department of Defense and point four under something else. Hmm. Well, uh, he, he, to directly quote him, uh, we are simply not getting the adequate investments fast enough 
for grid, solar, wind, and pipeline initiatives. Uh, he he feels we need to do more. We need to do so immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's but he's talking about eminent domain seizures of land and property to get this kind of grid set up, and that's what really caught my attention. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds not democratic. <laughs> it's not going to be popular. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So how does he plan on going about that? Um, well, I mean, he's just the CEO of JP Morgan. He doesn't have that kind of power for now. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. Interesting. Uh, uh, but I, I believe, at the very least, as, as a person of influence, he's getting the conversation started. Um, you know, if... I just don't. I just don't see that ever being popular in America. Yeah. Uh, whether I personally feel like, well, it's got to happen or not, uh, it's sadly one of the strengths a country like China has by being totalitarian is like they can just move in. Like if it's COVID, they're like, oh, we'll just shut everything down. Yep. Nobody can leave their house and it will die a lot faster. Yes, that is true. Uh, if like if 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 we actually need to hit this the goals that science says we need to hit, then yeah, we got to do some crazy stuff to get there. But it's really hard to to in America to get people to give something up. You have to financially incentivize them. That's the only way. Yeah. Well, even even then, even then, you had that guy on Mount St. Helens in the '80s, and they were like. You're literally going to die. Lava will be flowing through your home. We need to get you out of here. And he's like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> this oh, is America. God. I got freedom. Like, <laughs> that lava comes and tries to get into my home. I'll be taking him out with my 12 gauge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll introduce Mr. Lava to Mr. Smith and Wesson. We'll, we'll see who comes out on top. I just want to see that. I want to see a guy out there firing <laughs> off. <laughs> Fuck you, lava. Pow, pow, pow. Well, that's the first case for needing a machine gun that I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> We need more bullets. Fire faster. Also, I want to know who he's talking to at the end of this article where he says he wants to express exasperation with some of my fellow citizens who don't pay the taxes they owe on the order of $600 billion a year who won't consider sensible policy measures like carbon tax to stem climate change and who, who sometimes seem to only like democracy when voters agree with them. Democracy by its nature is compromise, he said. Yes. Um, hmm, hmm, okay. Yeah, that was him warning that polarization, paralysis, and a basic lack of analysis uh, is preventing the U.S. from addressing these challenges. So, uh, Yeah, who do, who don't who doesn't pay their taxes they owe on the order of 600 billion dollars a year probably me Kyle people like me. <laughs> well you just I'm said assuming. you didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh lord i wish i owed 600 billion in taxes i'd be doing something right well uh, hopefully it would mean you had made more than that right yeah yeah hopefully yeah. hopefully i don't i don't, yeah that would be that would Oh, uh, I'd feel really bad if that wasn't the case. Like, <laughs> I made $300 billion and I owe $600 billion. <laughs> Worse off than I ever was. Well, I have, one, well, I guess that could happen if inflation uh, went all like nuts after you stopped earning and like the inflation adjusted the, the money that you owed. 
right tacked on some interest because I didn't right. pay it. Right, right. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that could be a bad scenario. All right. Uh, the last one that I think I want to talk about here in the regular news segment is about inflation and Bank of America Securities has been uh, publishing something here saying that they believe that inflation is following a mean reversion trend mm-hmm. uh, and they think that we'll be entering a phase of sustained disinflation, which will intensify intensify over the remainder of 2023. De- deflation. Disinflation is what they called it. I don't know if there's a difference between that and deflation. Oh, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what, the... <laughs> what. What? What could the possible difference be? Uh, disinflation. Versus well, deflation. deflation. You'd assume that price is going. Uh, the inflation is negative, right? Disinflation, by their use here, makes it look like they think that just it, that inflation is going to be falling. So instead of oh. instead of six, seven, eight percent like we've been seeing, they think that inflation is going to fall to roughly four percent by the end of quarter, by the end of the second quarter of twenty twenty three, and then converge to the Fed's two percent target by the end of twenty four. So I actually there is a difference between deflation and disinflation. Maybe. Or no, did there you look is. it up? Okay, okay. I'm look I looked it up. I looked it up. So so to explain this clearly, uh uh disinflation, when inflation is rising and it's been rising and now it's starting to level off toward flat. Okay. That is disinflation. Okay. When it's actually dropping is when it's deflation. Gotcha. Okay. So the angle change toward even is disinflation. Mm-hmm. Everything after even is deflation. Okay. All right. Uh, the other uh, bits in this article here talks about the feds. They're anticipating, like uh, uh, L. Rain said, uh, they're anticipating an additional and final 25 BIP interest rate hike mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. in May. Uh, they're also predicting the first rate cut only after 10 months in March of 2024. The, they're, they're not going to look at any cuts until 2024? They don't think there will be any cuts until, 20, until March of 2024. Oh, yeah, uh, if, if we're lucky. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. The, uh, the thing is, though, uh, they are definitely not in the consensus, though. If you look at how the markets are pricing in inflation for the years ahead, uh, they're definitely not on the bandwagon with the rest of the uh, so-called experts out there. Uh, the five-year market-based inflation expectation gauge, which is known as the break-even rate, is currently at 2.3%, indicating investors expect inflation to average above the 2% goal in the next five years. And then the 10-year break-even inflation rate is at 2.25%, suggesting that the inflation outlook over the next decade is going to be a bit stickier than expected. Yeah. So uh, gauntlet thrown, B of A. We'll see who's right in <laughs> five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Siri, remind me in five years, check B of A inflation data. I hope we're still doing this podcast because I think we should uh, save this clip and, and play it. <laughs> That would be pretty epic. Right, right. That would be really epic. All right. Uh, You got anything else for for market news? Uh, The Russian ruble has fallen to its lowest value for the last year. No. You know, um, considering they've been at war for 14 months since they invaded Ukraine, uh, that's probably 
significant. Uh, so crazy enough, though, since we're talking about Russia and the ruble sliding, it slid to 82 rubles against the, the dollar on Friday morning when the, uh, this BBC news report came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's wild is everybody was predicting a 15% shrink in their economy with all these sanctions against Russia since the war. Right. Their economy only shrunk 2.1%. Hmm. It's it shrunk, but, but only not 2%, nearly as much. Which is makes them really, really resilient. Yeah, I wonder um, why. Well, we do know that China and India stepped in to start buying oil. Mm, okay, right, that makes sense. Um, people were still they were still buying Russian energy on the global market. You know, yeah. like like they they did not get <laughs> surprise surprise. There's always a market for energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just not sold in Western European stores. Right. The crazy thing is the I'm looking at the rubles price to the dollar and uh, where it closed on Friday is basically at the highs uh, from like 2020. So it's hmm. like, remember when it like tanked? Uh, after the Ukraine war, and we're thinking yeah. mm, maybe it's by the dip. <laughs> that like was, if you would have bought that low, that low was around fifty. So yeah, we should have bought the dip. We should have bought the dip. Damn, yeah. I'm afraid to trade forex though. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, uh, not my game. Yeah, I never, I never even tried to understand it. Uh, but uh, anyhow, uh, Russia been way more resilient, and they're just their economy is just evolving to adapt uh they've got a lot more a lot of entrepreneurs stepping in and uh making things happen for them Mm -hmm. despite uh western sanctions so we'll see we'll see what happens uh we expected 15 percent; it hit two that does not look good it does not look like russia will end this war just because of the economic sanctions no no uh definitely has to be a lot more painful than that i would think I and you know what, Kyle, I blame McDonald's. No. <laughs> if their tasty burgers were as addictive as people ha- seem to think from some documentaries. Oh yeah, they would uh, end that war immediately and just to bring them back. Right, exactly. The moment yeah. they lost their Big Mac, they would have been on their knees. McDonald's uh, slacking. G- makes you wonder, are we sending them the good Big Macs uh, when they were over there or are we giving them like the <laughs> The not so good <laughs> versions. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's getting the best Big Macs? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so maybe that's a scandal we can send Yellow Man on. <laughs> like, does Guinness send us the cream of the, good, the the crop, or do they keep the good Guinness for themselves over in Ireland? They actually, they very much do. I was just in yeah. Ireland, and I just learned about this. They very much keep the mm-hmm. good shit over there. Like, yes. the stuff they have is not guinness so yeah. yeah does mcdonald's taco bell and kfc do they keep all their their high quality ingredients to, for use in america and <laughs> <laughs> not so good stuff out to the rest of the world yeah they better now that we're talking about it god it makes you wonder don't eat yeah. fast food overseas <laughs> i i'm not i'm not a fan of guinness but over in ireland i drank plenty of it it was great oh man it's like okay yeah i see why everybody's drinking this over here yeah, it's I've like never cared for it over here. Creamy, smooth beer in mm-hmm. in Ireland. It's, it's fucking oh yeah, yeah. It's like oh, anyway. Fair enough. Anyway. All right. Anything else for news? Uh, no, no. That was uh, 
that was it all right time to move on then let's uh yeah do we uh well we we get some advertising we can advertise sure Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Woohoo! All right, let's kick the song off and talk about some stocks. Let's do it. Now it's talk about stocks time Looking for setups and still not advice Big moves, fresh news and earnings All that we're saying is still not advice Stocks time Please don't sue us <laughs> Alright, um, well since you started talking about McDonald's You want to lead off with that one? Uh, yeah, sure, that was uh, just accident incidental um an accidental segue <laughs> yeah accidental segue um story of my life uh, <laughs> i guess hundreds of people are being laid off from you hear me uh, almost choke on my gum <laughs> <laughs> what happened <laughs> mcdonald's is laying off a whole bunch of people and they're doing it over zoom oh um what they're using yeah. zoom at a regular mcdonald's no, 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 no. McDonald's like the corporate McDonald's. Oh, okay. So not the not the fry cooks and the, not the fry the... cooks. <laughs> okay, we're gonna need you to go get a laptop. Uh, go get Zoom yeah. loaded up, and then come back tomorrow with your computer so you can take part in this meeting. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it looks like uh, McDonald's corporate is is hurting and shrinking. They're in a, I guess, some memo they sent out. They've already warned, like in January, that they're going to be evaluating roles and staffing levels in various parts of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're just not doing so hot. It's wild to me that they're gonna, yeah, they they're gonna hold all notification meetings virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't. <laughs> Well, I mean, probably the HR department's going to be a bit taxed trying to fire all these people, so they need to, you know, streamline the process. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to streamline the process. I'm, what I'm wondering was, is like, is would you rather have to go into work to be fired, or just show up on a webcam? Like, from the worker's point of view, if you're going to be fired either way, is it is it better to be fired over Zoom? Yeah, to not not waste the time or the gas money, right? Because like, even if it's if it's a surprise, especially like, and I'm gonna like like fuck, I need a drink, 
<laughs> am I going to go? Am I more likely to drive out to a bar or just walk into my kitchen and be like, all right, this is happening? Well, what about the other? Well, I guess it depends like when the last time you were at the office was. Because like, if you have an office, you still have to go out there and clear it out. Oh, shit. That would yeah. really suck. Like yeah. you're fired at home. They're like, you've been laid off. Now uh, uh, get your ass to work to clear out your desk. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No, uh, that is worse. Oh, yeah. I'd oh, say that's awful. Much worse. Oh. Uh, uh, Doc seems to be doing pretty good, though. Looks like it just set a new all time high. Did it? I didn't even. Uh, I, I think even it did. It up yet. I think that is an all time high. It's set on Wednesday. Wow. Okay. So people are liking that. Apparently. All right. Uh, let's see. What do I got? I had a story about Adani. It was something that you brought up. Um, God, how long ago was that when that short report came out about uh, they like thought that the, yeah, they thought the company was manipulating uh, its prices? Yeah. It sounded just similar to what the, the Icelandic banks were doing. Right, right. Well, uh, there's a guy named Rajiv Jain, one of the biggest names in emerging emerging market investing. He uh, last month he bought about two billion dollars worth of their stock, uh, and his projections for the returns on his bet, he thinks he's going to get uh, multi baggers or uh, returns in excess of a hundred percent. Yeah, that was the actual term he used on an interview with Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg's New York headquarters. He said these could be multi baggers over five years, meaning that. He thinks that they're going to at least double. So he he doesn't think there's any fraud. He thinks this is a solid company that's been tanked by a bad short report. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. Or maybe he just thinks that. Yeah. Like, or maybe he just thinks it's been sold off so much that he thinks that, okay, they're going to rebound from this. Two billion dollars. So yeah, and and he thinks it's at least gonna double from where it's at. Right. Invested. It lost the Adani Group lost as much as hundred and fifty three billion in market value. Yeah, well, that's that's a big, that's a big drop. Um. Well, I, okay. So here's what he did say about uh, the investment itself. He said the value lies in its assets. Uh, the Indian Prime Minister's government's looking at tycoons like Adani, at one point Asia's richest man, to improve the nation's infrastructure and lure manufacturing from places like China. So many of their projects are tethered to India's development goals and cut across multiple sectors of the economy. Uh, one point in particular he pointed to was their coal mining assets, uh, his data centers, and in majority stake in Mumbai's busy international airports as signs of a healthy business. Uh, he believes that the airport itself could be worth more than the company, noting that the land alone stretches across some of Asia's most expensive urban real estate. That's a pretty good argument. It looks like the uh, the argument is more that the assets that they hold is worth is worth it, <laughs> even if they're right. the rest of the company right. is not. He, yeah, he's saying that this company is worthless. If you if you were sold it for parts, you're getting a deal. So I don't know. Maybe he's onto something, huh? How do we uh, how do we get in uh, Donnie? Is it, I don't know. You'd have to be in well, a foreign exchange. Uh, um, I'm not sure how we would. Adani Enterprises Ltd. They're on NSC. Wait, what? What the hell's NSC? I'm not sure. Uh, he did talk about the Hindenburg report. He said it read like a ten year old newspaper. <laughs> he said from the Western point of view, the allegations look messy, but they're perhaps less problematic in the Indian business context. <clears throat> then he said, "Over a thirty-year investment career, I've yet to come across a perfect company." 
Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? He's a billionaire and I'm not, so I'm not going to criticize him too much. I'm just going to watch this one and, and see how it plays out, I think. Yeah. Also, who like how big of a billionaire is he? It, it, this could be his he's friends with the the guy who runs and built a donnie and like it's just he's doing a show trying show to show respect yeah. right like, he, he's got a hundred billion dollars he's just like yeah i'll okay. give you two percent of my net worth to try to save your company and if it works then right. i'll make a fortune and look like a genius if not then whatever i still got 98 billion to cry to sleep on <laughs> right exactly we who, who we have no way in i don't know but i don't think you get to be a billionaire by throwing away two you know billion dollar bets like that <laughs> by no upside <laughs> yeah <laughs> um anyway yeah something to something to pay attention to so i have to have an update on that next time we uh we see what that stock's doing in about a year or so mm-hmm. yeah we're just making all kinds of long-term plans here today huh yep hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right what else you got for stock news um, just one little story that I felt I had to bring up. Uh, salad lawsuit has been tossed oh. after Sweetgreen <laughs> changes its name to appease the Chipotle Corporation. Wait, their name was Sweetgreen or they changed it to Sweetgreen? Sweetgreen, the name of the place didn't change. Sweetgreen had a thing on their menu called the Chipotle chicken burrito bowl. Okay. And two uh, Chipotle sued them immediately when they added it to their menu in federal court in California saying the, that they were infringing on the trademark by using the word Chipotle, which as we know, what? Is, no, uh, a that's a chili pepper. Yes. That's the, <laughs> that's just a jalapeno that's been smoked. <laughs> uh, huh. Sweet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as part of the agreement to resolve the lawsuit, Sweetgreen changed the name of the salad from Chipotle Chicken Burrito Bowl to Chicken Plus Chipotle Pepper Bowl. Oh, God. So you have to specify that it's not affiliated with... Chicken Plus Chipotle Pepper. Can we start a new brand name uh, that's just like tomatoes or something that gets used everywhere? Lettuce? Like, Oh, if you, use, you can't use lettuce. That's ours. We claimed it. <laughs> No, 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 no. We we need. <laughs> I want to. I want to do restaurant. So you can any place that calls itself restaurant. Oh, <laughs> is infringing on our on our copyright. No, we're restaurant. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're Just a rest- restaurant called restaurant. Start a grocery yeah, store yeah. called grocery store. We sell groceries. <laughs> right? That's our trademark thing. <laughs> Oh, everyone's infringing on our trademark. Right. Oh, God. Uh, I had another uh, silly one, too, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I've been talking a lot about ChatGPT. And uh, I saw the headline. I hadn't really looked to it over that much. But uh, the Australian mayor apparently is readying the world's first defamation lawsuit over ChatGPT content. Wait, what? I'm trying to see. Okay. I, I initially thought that he was trying to sue ChatGPT for making claims that he's served time in prison for bribery, (laughs) but, but he's suing open AI. So I, I I had initially thought like, Oh, this is a strange way to go about establishing AI rights. by Basically taking one AI to court, (laughs) (laughs) but no, but no, 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 no. He's just suing. He's suing open AI. Is he, cause he's saying he didn't spend any time in prison. 
Yeah, I was wondering if it was a thing where like he didn't actually serve time, and he's like, "That's bullshit. I didn't serve time. I got a plea deal." Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see. No, it falsely named him as a guilty party in a far, uh, foreign bribery scandal involving a subsidiary of the Reserve Bank of Australia in the early two thousands. Uh, he did work for the subsidiary but was the person who notified authorities about the payments of bribes to foreign officials to okay. currency printing contracts. Okay. So he was never charged. He was actually, it looks like the whistleblower. He was the whistleblower. Yeah. Yeah. That pissed me off too. Yeah. I would be quite pissed. Cause whistleblowers pay a price, right? Like they don't get away. Like- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if he, if he sues, then he'd be the first time a person has sued the owner of chat GPT for claims made by the automated language product, which has become wildly popular since the launch last year. Uh, it's neat. It's neat. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it wrote our consequences for last month. I I wish it. I wish they were feeding it uh, news articles every day. <laughs> Why? Because I'm always like ChatGPT. GPT, let's let's talk about book banning in the United States. And it's like, look, I'm limited to things that were on the internet when in 2001, 21. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like, but I can say this about book banning in America. Right. Okay, that's fucking interesting. So it'll it'll say something about like here's what what was, you know, what was going on by time I was programmed in 2021. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, okay. But I don't have any knowledge of 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 what you're talking about. All right. Okay. Uh fucking yeah. So that's that should be a fun one to pay attention to. Yeah. That is. That's a good one. All right, should we uh, talk about some crypto? Yeah, let's talk about some crypto. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency. All right, Dan. Are you you, uh, active on Twitter a lot? No, I deleted Twitter. I think Elon Musk killed it. Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, I don't spend a whole lot of time on it. Um, I do like to browse it, but I I apparently missed this. I guess uh, Elon Musk replaced the Twitter logo with the Shiba Inu dog for Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to see if this was an April Fool's joke, but it looks like he did it on Monday the 3rd. So if he did, he might have just had his calendar wrong. Uh, but yeah, uh, it seems to have caused the price to go uh, a bit crazy during this time frame so uh the price skyrocketed uh when he they, they said a dramatic spike in the value when this uh bird logo was replaced uh, but the price plummeted just as quickly when they reversed the logo change uh which uh is unsurprising i think but the real question is why and i don't see anything in here about why he would have done that unless it was like a joke but you don't buy a $44 billion company just to be able to make jokes, right? Well, I don't know. The dude bought $2 billion in India just to please his friend. 
<laughs> maybe you do. Maybe that's the world we live in now. Maybe. I don't know. I got to take a look at this dodgy coin, though, and see. He's just trolling us because he can. <laughs> right. Or maybe his brother needed to exit his stake. Yeah. <laughs> Dodge a coin to dollars. Let's see. So yeah, it was trading around seven, eight cents before that. It spiked up to as high as ten cents, and then yeah, it's now basically just gone right back to where it was. Yeah, somebody was wanting to to unload a bunch of Dogecoin. That probably been the probably been a good time to do it. Yeah, right. And he's trying to do the pump in a way that he because he's still in the middle of a lawsuit, right? Yeah, a, a big one about Dogecoin. I thought it was about Dogecoin. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's <laughs> the claim was that he used a pyramid scheme type plot to prop up the price of Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, you would think he'd want to avoid anything that looked like pumping Dogecoin. You would think, yes. You would. You would think. I don't know, but uh, I guess people now are starting to speculate whether that move of switching the the logo out like that is just a sign that they're going to try to incorporate crypto into Twitter somehow. Uh, not sure what that would look like or why. Uh, it did say in here, though, at one point he looked at trying to change uh, Twitter uh, by making use of the blockchain and then found out that that was just not, not feasible. So I don't know. He's He's been doing some weird things lately, it seems like. That's that's wild. Uh, I think you're right. It seems more to me like he would be doing something to pump it for somebody to exit a position. Right. Or himself. Uh, <laughs> or himself. Right. It, what was it he said on Saturday Night Live? That was like. Oh, and they asked him if it was a scam. Oh, so it's a scam. He said, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right, I mean, it was right. a good joke, but man, that was basically the nail in the coffin for it (laughs) yeah yeah that that was the high (laughs) that was the peak (laughs) oh geez well apparently a lot of people were watching Uh (laughs) uh-huh all right um anything else for crypto catching your eye this week um no just that you know uh another reminder that south uh, north korea Managed to steal about a billion dollars worth of crypto Man, in 2022. That, so is that the same? Is that the story we talked about, or did we talk about a one for 2021 and 2022 about the same thing? It was like half a billion dollars in 2021. Jesus Christ! Fucking state-sponsored hacking and the, yeah, the stuff that uh, it's just. God, there's got to be something that we can do to fix that, right? Right. Can you? Could you imagine a group of North Korean like super soldiers breaking into a vault to steal gold? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I cannot. A billion dollars of gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Yet somehow they can just sit in a in a room with cubicles and computers and steal a billion dollars. The crazy thing is it's probably mostly the scammers. They're probably the ones that are impersonating us and trying to get people to to just give them crypto to trade for them or stupid shit like that. Right. No, exactly. Stupid shit like exactly stupid shit like that. Like, hey, send us your crypto and we'll fucking we'll triple triple the account for you real quick as a thank you for being part of our Discord server. Yeah, no, we will not do that. Well, I think it's hilarious if somebody impersonated me. And was like, hey, let me trade your account. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> I think the answer for either of us trading somebody else's account should be, no, thank you. <laughs> if you've listened to the show, yeah, you will immediately know something is amiss. <laughs> At least then they wouldn't be surprised when the account tanks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it just looks like he just withdrew all the money. <laughs> and it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, what's the next thing we do Doji here? Doji was due. It was due. Should we, should we move on? Yes. Yes. Let us move on while I get out my gun and shoot you. Ah, no. Uh, it was so slow I could have dodged. You could have, you could have easily just walked out I of the room. Could have easily just stopped the recording, and that's it for the week. Instead, <laughs> said, "Here we are." I got shot. <laughs> All right, Dan. Since you uh, shot me, I guess I'll go first, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was your good? Uh, my good was just my trade on Tuesday. Uh, the whole process, everything just felt really good. Uh, the approach that I took, I kind of changed it uh, to where I was just trying to, to get some business stuff done instead. And I had the chart up in the uh, side window, so that way I can just look if price got to an interesting area, then I could flip over to it, put a trade on. And that's exactly what I did. I saw a great opportunity while I was working on other stuff. I put the trade on, I continued working while it did its thing uh, and made a quick 50 points uh, without really having to think much about it. Actually, I didn't think it was 50. I think it was like 70 points. It was just a, a good trade that I didn't really have to think about, didn't have to stress about. I wasn't staring at the charts, like trying to decide, oh, is this a point I should trade? Is this a point? Mm-hmm. It was it was the way I, it was the master trader mindset that Rich always talks about. Like I felt like I was stepped into it and that was good and I want to do more of it. Hell yeah. That's amazing, man. Thank you. Uh, the rest of the week did not go so well. So uh, <laughs> oh. let's save that for, uh, did you have a good? Um, yeah, my good was I transferred some money into AMP and, uh, I, I re-upped my subscription to start trading futures again. Have you started the the paper trading? No, I was, uh, attempting to get all of the subscription services and, and the live data and everything turned back on. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to use the, uh, trade pro step-by-step guide to figure that out. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just getting older. <laughs> It's fucking confusing. <laughs> yeah, no, I need to pull that up because I don't think I I, I don't think I'm there yet. Um, yeah, the they they have a really good walkthrough on their site if you signed up for the the futures courses, which you should still have access to that. I think. Um, but I think I I may have I was trying to just throw money at Sierra Chart and get their most expensive subscription plan, which looked like it had data included. I don't know. Um, we'll I can, I can walk you through it, uh, offline if uh, you need some the, extra help, but I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably also need to go through the trade pro stuff anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think, you know, more than that, uh, I had another good that I think was, was probably even better, which was, uh, sitting down, deleting everything on my trading view chart for the ES to prep and be like, Hey, I'm not paper trading through Sierra charts yet, but. Um, I'm going to sit down and explain to Jamie Lynn the levels and what I'm going to do at those levels, like specifically like, and then I wait for this cheap order flow labs, you know, sell zone, demand zone, 
it's not order flow labs it's the trading cheap trading oh yeah 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 uh like if it hits all i did was the volume profile edges big ones Mm -hmm. like if it hits here if i get a white candle demand zone i'm gonna buy if i get a sell zone i'm gonna sell Mm -hmm. and uh uh at this level it has to be at this level when the candle the five minute candle goes and that trade plan would have had a uh three out of four success rate this week nice if i mean literally just blind enter Mm -hmm. with a five point stop 10 point take profit i mean i like i like trying to strip out as much of the subjective nature as possible uh for myself i i've figured out that my uh discretionary input has only been holding me back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right so yeah right. Uh, i mean i at some point hope to be able to bring that back in but uh, i'm definitely a lot more intentional about how i do that like let me let me collect some data first let me see when i when I, the data shows that i'm making good decisions then then we can count on those but until then let's just stick with the the thing that i back tested that has good results yeah yeah with without my input <laughs> Without my input, that's what, and that's what all I was attempting to do was was mm-hmm. be be like, okay, here I'm gonna I'm gonna communicate in like literally the the, the simplest trading plan I can think of, uh, and the only input is where am I putting these levels to watch? Where do I put those lines? Nice. And I did it on volume profile, and then yeah, at the end of the uh, end of the week, I mean, obviously I'm gonna do it for a full month of uh, actual Sierra chart trading, but uh you know i'd be really comfortable only making two or three trades a day right yeah that's that's about what i'm averaging and that's all you need yeah set some good risk reward parameters and yeah you don't have to trade you don't have to take 15 20 trades a day um i'm expecting uh some good things this time this time around i like it all right do you have a bad no, uh, because well, maybe maybe paying too much money to Sierra charts, not understanding what <laughs> I was doing. <laughs> yeah, that could be considered a bad, I suppose. We, uh, it, it's bad that I don't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the bad. Well, that, that's easy to fix, right? <laughs> yeah, just that's just going to be time. I just yeah. got to sit down and go through it. Also, maybe I should have gone through. Uh, we'll say uh, also. Not only should I have gone through Trade Pro to to make sure I was getting it set up, they've got new courses. Yes, they do. And I need to watch those new courses before I start my journey. Uh, yeah, simulated trading. I like it. I like it. Anyway, what was your bet? Oh, I was. I thought I was feeling some burnout mm-hmm. um, this past week, and now I'm actually starting to wonder if I was just taking longer to recover from getting sick. Uh, yeah, uh, got sick like what two weeks ago, and like just trying to get out of bed has been tough. Like I thought I was just you know getting kind of tired of doing the same thing every day, but I don't know. I woke up uh, woke up today this morning feeling like really good. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited to get back to trading again on Monday. I mean, I ended up taking most of Thursday off, uh, and didn't even look at the charts Friday since it was Good Friday. I soon i had thought that we'd be open till 11 but looks like they closed at like 9 a.m so Mm. so i don't know i mean that was the bad was not doing something about it sooner or not recognizing that something was going on 
I mean, I think I recognized it. I just never acted on it for some reason. Uh, and that's not necessarily the greatest thing. I could have at least yeah. put together a plan to try to, you know, trade around that or something. Uh, ugly, though, I definitely have an ugly. Um, actually, we both have an ugly. I think we could probably throw on here, too. But uh, Monday, I spent the day in sim without realizing it. And that sucks, especially when you're already like not feeling your best. And you struggle and you end up, you know, taking two trades. One goes against you. You go through the emotions of the second one that gets you, you know, a nice win to take you to two R on the day or one R on the day. Not actually about two R. And then find out uh, when you go to shut it down and turn it over to sim mode so you don't accidentally place any uh, trades if your cat jumps on the keyboard while you're not in the room. Uh And then find out that you're actually taking it out of sim mode. That sucks. That's that's really disheartening, demoralizing. It is. Kick in the gut kind of shit, huh? So uh, it's either that for my ugly or it's the fact that we forgot to put a stop on our bet pick last week. <laughs> I feel like it could be either. Okay, that was a big deal. That was definitely <laughs> a big deal. I can't believe we did that. That was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. We deserve to lose that. <laughs> yeah, that you don't manage risk, then yeah, you definitely deserve it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you, you heard it here first, folks. Manage risk. No, it's wait, important. You heard it here for the millionth time because it's yes. that important. Manage fucking risk. Please. <laughs> All right. Mm. Speaking of that, do we want to give ourselves a shot to redeem ourselves? Talk about yes. a bit. I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. Filling my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet picking time in the shop, so pick them right. All right, well, when I was looking at the bet results, and maybe you can tell me if this is a little bit crazy or not, but uh, I actually kind of still like AI. Wait, what? AI? What? Yeah, the one we uh, just lost a bunch of money on. Okay. I, I like where it bounced. I like where it's holding this, uh, this, this support around $20. I don't know. I kind of want to go long on it again. <laughs> Ooh, well. I mean, I kind of feel like the week is already, or the month is already ruined, right? So we kind of need something that has the potential to just uh, skyrocket $20. Yeah, it did kind of clang off 20 half pretty. Volume has still been pretty intense over these last, uh, basically since last Friday. See, I I wanted to make a pitch for Datadog, D-Dog. D-Dog, okay. Um, but it's it's in a much similar position. Yeah, except structurally, it's just uh, it's been downtrend central. <laughs> Multiple bottom. Well, it might be a good short opportunity. About to break. If it falls below that 65, yeah. Oh, yeah, that bottom could drop out pretty hard, too. Because there's still a gap down there by, uh, what is that, 61 to 57 from back in May of 2020? Yeah. Datadog not looking so hot. No. Um, And then you show me AI, and I'm like, well... This is looking the same. Like, I want to go long. So, yeah, I'm saying you're crazy. 
Hmm. So what do you think? Um, I like I like AI long. Oh, okay, so I'm not insane. Uh, I I I don't think it's. Uh, it's it's the the green like that that red candle day was tremendous, but the green yeah. candle days are still super high. Still super high. Like it's it's a risk. I mean, I would I would set a nineteen and a half stop loss, but it's that's still that's that's too big. I'd even say if it hits that, I'd say we just flip short too. <laughs> just take um, it down to the moving average. I really like. I really like Datadog as a well, no, as a potential long too. I mean, the case could be made that mm-hmm. these two big red candles couldn't push it lower in the multiple bottom, and it's about to at least have that dead cap bounce off the bottom before mm, it breaks. I see. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha. But um, it, let's just what we hold on to the stock. Cause we entered at uh, the, the morning star. <laughs> we <entered laughs> no, at the, the OG. no, we entered on the, the massive sell-off candle and got stopped out on the massive sell-off candle. <laughs> um, we'd actually be picking it up cheaper than we uh, got stopped out at at least. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if we uh, if we enter there and then just try to take it out, if it goes back and retest those highs, like say thirty two, uh, we should be we should be back in the running then. Let's do it. But we do better have a stop this time. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever, wherever okay. you want it. All right. Hey, uh, I like your nineteen half. That's but loss. that's that's fifteen percent. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, so maybe we don't enter everything all at once. Uh, maybe we look for another retest of that area. Now oh, we're doing this all thing again. Okay, we'll yep. enter half at half on the open, half at twenty-one. Stop loss at nineteen half, and if we hit nineteen half, we're flipping short immediately. Yes, and then and then have another ten percent stop loss. <laughs> look, we are either going to set the record for the worst worst month, or we're going to dig out of this hole. <laughs> This is how you go broke in trading. You, you, <laughs> those those scammers didn't know what hit them when they <laughs> took over your name. I know. You guys still want me to trade for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Ready for uh, random? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, you, you actually might have a, have a higher chance of the scammer making you some money. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so, you're just saying it's not a it's not a a non-zero outcome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. All, right, All right. Uh random has gone for New York Stock Exchange uh tech sector. He wants DXC. That is the one that random is looking at. DXC? Yes. DXC technology company. They make technology, I guess. <laughs> they make profit. <laughs> we are the technology company oh i see what they did they're probably suing everybody who uses the word tech in their name brilliant yeah smart guys uh no they're a data processing service okay um, and why am i looking at a 12 minute chart no day day chart that's weird we go. yeah it's a i was looking at the 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 spy 12 minute and i changed it over to this chart anyway sorry I, I gotta say, uh, random picked a volatile stock. There's a lot of gaps <laughs> up and down. Yeah, this one's a puzzler. 
Yeah, I don't. I I, oof, I don't know what I do on this one. Zoomed out. Uh, I would go short. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably. Uh, yeah, especially uh, if you can get it when it tags that two hundred day moving average. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, maybe random is trying to compete to see who can lose the most. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, random. You're not going to win that too. <laughs> you can't have everything, random. You can't win both contests here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you win ah. the biggest loser, you lose the month's bet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, DXC, huh? And then random picked that stock that was at a dollar and it went to 212. Oh, God. Is, that hasn't happened yet, right? No. No. Yeah. Wouldn't, <sighs> wouldn't that be a, a shame to have looked at the stock chart? the weekend oh, before God, I don't know. yeah <laughs> and then i would just lose all the rest of my money on trying to follow random after that yeah right he did it once he could do it again he's he could do it again all right okay <laughs> random's got dxc we're sticking with ai wow that's fun uh oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, things are happening things uh, are folks. happening Thanks for sticking with us through to the end of the episode. That is going to wrap it up. If you come back next week, find out what happened. Maybe maybe we're rich on paper again. Or maybe we'll be selling shop assets at a discount to try to restock the, the trading account. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything oh. must go. Oh, uh, you know, we should do that. Anytime we take like a big drawdown on the bet, just do a sale in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a fire fire sale. sale. (laughs) (laughs) It counts on fire. (laughs) All right, Dan. Okay. Yes. So, you know, thanks for sticking around. Uh, You've made it to the end. We are closing up shop. Like, share, rate, subscribe. Share this episode with your friends like you're at a fine tapas restaurant. Uh Uh, And until next time, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. I was going to say, spread this episode like it's an STD and you're at an orgy. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, a good one. Spread this. <laughs> share this episode like you're at an orgy with the clap. <laughs> nice.